All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remshack. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. It's the hope that kills you. Let's get into it with the lead. Uh, well, <laughs> I think to say the Edmonton Oilers did it to us again. A little teaser right off the top of what could be a great hockey game. And then gradually fade away into misery. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, everybody. And into the Sports Closet Studio, where I believe you can still find these jackets, which are pretty good. The Mitchell and Ness, Kingsway, St. Albert. If you go to the Shore Park Mall, you might find me making phone calls because ah. mm-hmm. it's the best ways I can mm-hmm. get phone service in Shore Park at the moment. Taco Tuesday today, actually, at the mall. You get could some, get, get some tacos. Great today. taco time there. Wow. Yeah. The f- I, to- Give it credit. The Shield Park Mall has had some big upgrades in the last couple of years. I don't know if you have used the front former Shield Park used to, yeah, yeah, I used to. I used to frequent that mall quite a bit. The front of it is definitely improved markedly. massively. Yes, you go inside and it still has some work to be done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it truly does. But I mean, what mall doesn't at this point? Even West Ed, you could argue, you could do some major. They all upgrades. have some work to be done. I remember when I moved to Canada and. Everyone, obviously, West End is great. It's a great spa, but that place hasn't changed too much. But I do remember the flamingos when I initially moved here. Mm-hmm. That was special. You don't improve on perfection, Liam. Come true, on. true. Uh, first comment today in the Finning Cat YouTube chat. If you've got a comment, question, concern, anything in general, I got a lot of concerns, Liam. <laughs> life, life <laughs> issues. You're all going to hear about them. <laughs> Let me know. Just How put much time in, you got? <laughs> yeah, put him in the Finning Cat YouTube chat. First comment of the day. Why is Kyle? A little bit of optimism from Wise Cup. Maybe we should consider this going into the show. The season isn't over. The Oilers are only eight points out. Can't wait for our savior soup to come back since he still has the best save percentage on the Oilers this season. That Does good? he actually? I don't know. I can't. I dare look. I don't, yeah, I don't even want to look <laughs> at that if it, that's true. It's not not a fun one. We'll get into that with our short for giant question. But of course, the Edmonton Oilers last night. Ball 5-3 to the Florida Panthers. Set off the top, two goals right off the bat from Connor McDavid with what a goal. Unreal. Unreal goal. I, I don't know how he got it in from that angle. It was a Leon Dreisaitl-esque, I think is a good way to put it. No? Uh, well, I think that, I think even the broadcast did think it was Leon for a moment. I, I thought he was. I thought it was. <laughs> also, before we get too far into this, Nation dance. <laughs> I'm not Tyler. I'm not Tyler. <laughs> not Tyler. Tyler is away enjoying the Big Apple. 
an end break. People like to say Tyler avoids the grind. There's nobody that grinds more than yeah, Tyler. He does not avoid the grind <laughs> at all. A very ironic uh, label he's put on himself. It's a joke from a few years ago. He got a someone made him a sweater. Was it Electronic Jordan? Yeah, I yeah that was in the before times. Yeah, that was, uh, that was before my doing. But yes, Dan, Nation Danny's here on the Star Mechanical guest couch. Wow. Today, Star Mechanical is one of the locally owned and operated plumbing and heating businesses. Over 20 years in this community, Dan, has been putting in the work. Awesome, Star Mechanical. I'm a huge Star Mechanical <laughs> fan. If I need mechanical stuff, I go to Star. Yeah, right. Everyone does it in the chat, too. Um, yeah, so first goal was absolutely nuts. Evander Kane's second goal. Uh, first goal, sorry, the second goal of the game. Great play by Ryan McLeod on the mm-hmm. wall. To get the puck out to Derek Ryan. Oh, Derek sorry, Ryan. Great pass to Evander Kane. Two good games from Derek Ryan. Now, not as noticeable, obviously, the game before uh, yesterday compared to what he was the game before. But that play there is uh, it's good to see some depth get involved in this. Hey, Dan? Well, yes. I mean, you, you, you've got your big cat scoring now in McDavid, and then you got Kane. I don't know if I necessarily think of him as He's so like much. A- yeah. He's like, he's like, he's secondary adjacent. Like he's not really he's tertiary. He's not yeah. a depth scorer, <laughs> yeah. but he's not a star. He's, yeah. he's secondary scoring, I guess. So that means like a Ryan McLeod's like third scoring. But you need to start demanding that of Evander yeah, and he's, and he's delivering with it. And so you can't be upset at it. I think it's fair to say that Kane and Hyman have both shown up for this team. Yep. Throughout the season. Yep. Those guys aren't going to score every single night and it's not fair to expect them to. But you need them when one of them isn't scoring, you need the other ones to score. The unfortunate part is you always have a three-headed monster in that sense. But have you ever seen that meme where it's like the three dragons and one of them looks a little goofy on the end? Yeah. Right now you have Evander Kane, Zach Hyman looking puff, scoring a lot of goals. And then unfortunately you have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, yes. who is the goofy dragon at the moment. I believe they said on the broadcast last night, 13 games now for Ryan Nugent Hopkins where he hasn't Scored a goal? No, it can't be that. He's one goal in his last 13 games or something crazy like that. But not good. I mean, but if you look at it, if you create, if you take that meme and you slide in other names, oh, yeah, for it, sure. we can create that all day. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, Connor Brown, Fogel and Derek Ryan and then Connor Brown, or it's, you know, McLeod. you keep, you go, you go up and down the lineup and no answer is wrong. Yeah. That's the that's the frustrating part for it is that yes you have you have guys having down games but more often than not more of the team is having a down game than up. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, B Max said Kane and Hyman leading in goals for this team right now. Yes, I think that's probably pretty close. Dry Saddles up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Who Sam Gagne too? Gagne <laughs> didn't play last night, which I. There was a little, people were a little bit upset on Sam Gagne not playing. What I will say is Sam Gagne can't play every single night in the NHL. And sometimes guys just need a bit of a refresh. I think there's a few guys on this team who are in that department. I would say Sam Gagne for sure. Well, and, and Derek, Derek Ryan, I would say is it within that group too. Yeah. If occasionally they need to sit out. And the man who replaced Sam Gagne. I, Ernie, <laughs> Ernie season. We'll, we'll get to it a little bit later. I might have some good things to say about. You better him. have good things to say. You better. He was out but, there last night. But team speed does matter. Yeah, hundred percent. And collectively, as a team, we are slower when Sam Gagne is on the ice. So yeah, and we spoke about this on this show, Dan, and I'm sure we spoke about it on O and R, which new episode out right now. By the way, we uh, did a, an emergency episode last night. Nice, emergency. spicy reaction. Uh, yeah, emergency episode because we had no choice but to do it last night <laughs> other than today. Because Tyler's avoiding the grind. I mean, not avoiding. The grind. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam Gagne isn't good enough to play in your top six, but he's good enough to play in your team. That's yes. a fair evaluation yep. of him. We we saw that with the, the game against Tampa, right? Where he's up on yep. the top line. Uh, or no, sorry, Seattle. Seattle's the two home games they had there. The first one of this three stretch where we've had the exact same script play out now three times, except the Oilers were able to flip it at the end of the Seattle game. Yeah. Uh, light goal today. We haven't set one in the last few days, but I'm just seeing it kind of pop up in the chat. Any number that comes to your mind, Dan? Higher, sorry? Higher the better for a light goal. A light goal, goal? A light goal. You know, people can oh, like the video on got YouTube. You. I'm going to say, let's say... 200? 200. Is that? That is high, but we'll, let's go. Let's, let's, run ride. Hockey fights. let's ride, people. I run hockey fights and I believe in the chat that we can do. Yeah, I don't know why right. I said that. So, so yeah, 200 is a light goal. We're currently at 16. 
Oh, so, let's go. 50 gold. So do we not? not like we it. don't go off stream until we hit 200. Tyler Mulek said, Gagne over Ernie. QF Bro said, we have the ability to healthy scratch one player and I want to scratch Dreisaitl. We're losing anyway. QF Pro, I will say that would be very bold. Uh, how many points did Dreisaitl have last night? At least two. I think if Jay Woodcroft was the head coach, you could explore that. But I don't think Chris Knobloch's coming into this team oh, and being like, it would uh, be looking bold. at the entire roster and says, you know what, number 29, you're the problem. <laughs> what, what are you... Uh, before, be ballsy. It's, it's a good yeah. way to get the room on your side right off the bat. Before we continue on with a bit of a recap from last night's game, since we only got to... Uh, Leon Dries had a one point last night, minus two, three shots, one hit. What are your thoughts on, on Drysaddle as a bit of a collective this season? I think that, it, it, like, you know, we, we say this often as a, as a city that we like our guys that work hard and our guys that go out and try every night. And Leon Dreisaitl has just got some body language issues, whatever it is, whether he's German, whatever the issue is, <laughs> it upsets people. And I get it. I understand that. And I, and I can kind of recognize that. But there's not a person that watches these games that can tell me that Leon Dreisaitl isn't attempting crap all the time. He's making those passes and yes, they're getting intercepted. Mm. He's taking those shots and yes, they're going four feet past the net, but he's, he's out there grinding and trying. Yes. Again, sometimes his body language screams that you need to yell at him, but, and so I get it, but like there there's, there's a, there's about 27 different answers on this team as to why we're bad right now. And you're, we're, we're right about all of them. Yeah. Every single one of them is correct. But it, like going after Leon Dreisaitl, does that fix the salute? Does that fix the problem altogether? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I loved Kennedy's tweet last night. She said, once the Oilers fix their power play and their penalty kill and their 5v5 <laughs> and their odd man rushes and their goalie issues, then you'll all see. And I, that encapsulated it all right there. hundred percent. At least we have humor. We like, I mean, it, you can't, you can't, we can't have the, the players and the organization and the fans all say that it's death by a thousand cuts. And then when we look at each of these cuts, we don't recognize them as one of these 1000 cuts that we're dealing with. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Um, a lot of people agreeing with you in the chat too. Lance Kane said, hashtag Danny's right. So that was big. Wow. Uh, Danger Suede said, <laughs> this is a funny Drink one. it in, buddy. Uh, your moment. <laughs> my goal should be however many times Dan mentions Halifax. Okay. So, All right. So 200 to go. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a lot of Halifaxes. Okay, we can do this. Uh, keeping on with the recap of last night's game. <laughs> what do you think of Calvin Pickard? Well, sorry, before we get to that, quickly after Evander Kane scored, he went to the penalty box, which was, in my opinion, stupid. Like, you got your shot in on Kachuk. You got your cross-check on him. You had him pinned up. To then punch him in the head and get called on that, you're towing the line there. And it was so unnecessary because at that point, too, the referees hadn't established how the game was going to go. And to be fair, they lost it very yep. quickly. I don't think you can just run that risk when you have all the momentum on your side. And then to go and do that and put your team on the penalty kill, which to their credit, the penalty kill has been pretty good the last three, four games. I think that's fair to say. Last game they allowed two, but I mean, it's Tampa Bay. It's, it's going to happen. Better. Yeah, it's, it's been, better. been way better. But to put that on the line, it's just so unnecessary. And he gets another one later in the period, but which was maybe a little bit unfair. But either way, just don't put yourself in that situation. Bruce Curlock tweeted out, and I believe... This happened. I believe Kane got benched for the rest of the first period after he took that penalty. And Kane was playing well. Right before his goal, he had that great move too where he took it around the guy. But he's just like, Vander Kane, you don't need to do that. You don't need to put your team in jeopardy because you're playing such a good game at the moment and you've ruined it. You've ruined a great performance. I Yeah, I just, I think that for me, you, you come into a game, there's just certain teams in this league that you have to prepare yourself for the shit disturbing. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I can't, I, I personally, I can't blame Evander Kane for skating up to Matthew Kachuk and not wanting to punch him more. I'm with him. I would have loved yeah. to as well. But yeah, I mean, you, you, as a star on this team, a guy that, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, if you had asked me, would I want him engaging in that situation? I would say yes, because he wasn't, you weren't seeing the results on the ice. You, you have to kind of change your mentality. It's as a player, 
you're you're not going to be that tough guy in that moment. Mm-hmm. Darnell Nurse has had to do that as as a you know an example of a leadership role on this team. You have to be able to be the guy that rises above and says, "You guys, this is what Bennett and Kachuk have made their entire careers off of is yeah. stirring up the shit and pissing me off, and I'm going to rise above it. So you guys need to too, because what we saw happen is it kept rising. The temperature just kept rising after every whistle. They're yeah. throwing that extra little check. Svenlin puts the puck in the fucking net, oh, and we don't say bro. sorry. Oh yeah, we're he puts it in the net, and 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 we don't do anything about that other than Fogel does come in and gives him a little face rub here and there. But like, you need some real emotion, some real reactions. I miss the days of grabbing that guy because he looked at your star player the wrong way. I, you know, and so for me, yeah, I, 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 it's tough. It's It's tough 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 balance, Dan. That's where I go. Like with Evander Kane when he's performing and putting up goals like this. Yes. He's better for you on the ice than in the box, but it's that healthy balance with the power forward. Like Evander Kane, there will never be that perfect bit. Cause we can't play both sides earlier in the year. All we want him to do is get physical. Now he's done that. Now his game's good. Well, that's what got him to get scoring. I can't tell him to stop doing it. Or can I? Who knows? And that's, and that's the challenge. And and then you see a, an Evander Kane get a 10-minute misconduct at the end of the game. Pivotal moment. We got 14 minutes left to go in the game. Yes, he's probably not wrong in what he said. But mm. these referees have absolutely lost the plot in the game, Evander. You got to shut your mouth. Yeah, you can't allow your emotions to take over. He's obviously a very emotional player. Things got crazy last night yeah, for two teams that do not play each other. It, it was, was my oily last night. It was the Kachuk effect. But every whistle, man, from the get-go, that game was going off. Vinny beating some ass once again. Yeah. I like that. That team, the Florida Panthers have been doing that for a little while now. Kachuk comes in and you 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 see the identity shift a little bit from the the waves and waves of offense. Now they still do that. That's that's still their their MO is getting the shots on net. Uh but yeah, there's just there's just some teams out there that are going to do that, and you have to be better at that as an organization. And your coaches have to be preparing you for that shit ahead of time too. Yeah. But the leadership on the ice really matters. And Vander Kane, I think, played into and fueled that fire that just kept going. And then we saw Deharnay fight try to kind of stem that that nonsense. Uh, before we get to the Vinny fight, there's a good comment in the Vinny Cat YouTube chat from Nuge Lover. Kane is the devil and angel on the Oilers fans' shoulders. He brings so much good, but brings so much bad at the same time. I think that's a, a, a fantastic. It really I is. Think the, good good analogy. Analogy. the good always the bad with a vanity. Yeah. It has yes, to. But when it's bad, it's bad. It has to as an organization, but when it is bad, that is the worst. And that's when he gets chased out of organizations. He's two for three now in his career. Dan, my favorite comment in the YouTube chat is hashtag Dan is right, Dan is right, and then Dan <laughs> greater than Tyler. Oh, a lot of those. Wow. Not since I was in Halifax have I heard that kind of uh, line. Like button. Strike one. Do you think it's fair to say the Oilers were a little bit unlucky in some departments to you today? Like you go back and look and Ekholm fires one off Hyman's ass. 100%. You could look at that and be like, okay, you could go glass an hour, but also how many times is that going to yeah. happen? Broberg. And then also Broberg the tripping on the stick, which is super unlucky. Is that fair to say? I yeah. hate going back to that reference every single time of like the Oilers were unlucky. But when you go back and look, it's hard to not argue that too because how many times is Broberg going to skate backwards and a stick, which essentially was done like midway in the offensive zone, makes its way all that the way back flew, to the... It was, <laughs> it was just there. It just, it, to me, it's, yes, it's it, like as a team, you can look at that and you can say those are things that happen, but you have to be able to rise up after yeah. that. And this team now, you know, we're, we're coming into that time where can they perform in a third period? Are third period comebacks even a thing that this can this team can do right now? And I, like an offensive squad like we are, we should be able to, but we're not. We're not coming back in these games. Yeah, they, they obviously had the Seattle game, but that was... Yep. Not, we've Again, not seen it was that, a Vander right? Kane. That was a Vander Kane almost single-handedly yeah. putting the team on his right back place, and right reacting for himself, yeah. And no, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not taking away from the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I see what you mean. And even yesterday, they have what was it, two or three power plays in the third period. Last season, that's automatic. We get like, at least one goal. They were they're lucky to get chances at the moment on the power play. And I guess that's another question. I, I think they need to adjust the first unit power play. I think all five of those guys are your. They are your best options to score, and I understand why they need to be out there. 
But Nugent Hopkins needs to find his groove. And he doesn't have it right now. And that's okay, somewhat. But that needs to be addressed. And you need to put someone out. That spot should almost be who's the hottest player on the team right now. Who's capable of going out there and scoring a goal? Because last night, it's probably Kane. But at that time point, he's probably in the penalty box for his 10-minute misconduct, whatever it was, right? A couple of games ago, it was Warren Fogel. There's a lot of guys who you can slide into that spot and give an opportunity to. And what, what did you take? Do you think they should adjust the power play? Do you maybe go two guys up top? Well, you and I talked about it last night on ONR as well. It, for me, this team, it, like, it, where's the new identity for the team under Chris Knobloch? Yeah. I just don't see it. And feels like the exact same. And, yeah. <laughs> and the power play is the part. Now I know Glenn Gullison's still a part of the organization. He's the one that's running the power play, but, but change it up. I, I like we have this, we have this second unit that's actually been kind of effective this season and, and created some things. Why not give them one of the superstar talents that we've loaded up on this yeah. first line and give it a different look. I just, I don't know. I, I understand. I like, I love the, I love not seeing some change here in places, but then also changing it up. Isn't the worst thing we're going to make David and dry after power penalty kills and everything. Why not change it up on that power play? Just see something. Definition of insanity. Keep yeah. trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And to defend all block a little bit. Cause I, I do yeah. agree with yeah. you. I think that what's it been now four or five games, whatever it's been. Now is your opportunity to be like, okay, yeah. you guys have had your chance to, to prove me wrong. All right. A lot of guys I would say have done a good job of turning the tide a little bit. You got to think like they are three and two in the last five. And but we have had me, two goal leads in both of the ones. we. There's got. a lot of positive and I'm not going to say here and pretend that the season's over. It's, it's, nope. it's an uphill battle for sure. Yep. But now Knobloch needs to establish himself as a coach of this team and things need to be changed. I think seeing accountability last night on Kane is good. And another player that is making the headlines, good and bad, every single night. Anyone want to guess? It's Evan Bush. He is good. He's, he is good. <laughs> Jack Campbell. <laughs> I'm sorry, Evan. I'm sorry. So in his last two games, and people have been kind of... So Knobloch came in what? The Islanders game. So the five, these are the five on five minutes for Evan Bouchard. For people asking for his minutes to be reduced, a lot of his minutes now are coming on the power play. Mm -hmm. So these are just five on five minutes as Knobloch came in and Paul Coffey. So 18-28 against the Islanders. In that game, a lot of the minutes were very evenly split because there was not a lot of power play time. It was very flop. See, very he much was the high ice man on that. Yeah, part, right? and yeah. the reason he was the highest is because he got stuck out on a shift for two minutes. <laughs> so the knockoff a minute of that, and he's pretty much even with everybody. After that, his minutes go down two minutes, five and five to sixteen thirty three. After that, which was Tampa Bay on Saturday, it was thirteen minutes thirteen seconds. After that, last night it was thirteen minutes and forty eight seconds. Now I think too, when you look at when you see in Bouchard the most, it's in the third period of those two games. Because the Oilers are trailing mm -hmm. and they need him out there and a lot of power play. Like, you cannot take Bouchard off the power play. That would be ridiculous to take him off the power play. But would it though to put Darnell in his spot? No, I, I think he's too much of I think you could argue he's been the biggest threat on the power play this year. I think he might be the Oilers' only threat every single night on the power play right now. I, I shot is lethal. I and mean, you it's but I'm not taking him necessarily off the power play. I'm moving him to that second power play. And no. I don't, I'm I, mm. like my, my position. And again, I, I, I want to put the, I want to put the caveat out there that I'm not calling out Knobloch three games into his career. But I said this when, when, when the Woodcroft change happened, the crappiest thing is, is that Knobloch now comes in and the question marks are going to be immediate for him. And how can he be expected to change things in a minute? But going back to the point about Bouchard, put him on that second power play and, and it start to swing the, the offensive nature of those two together instead of making it all about number one. But I want to respond yeah. to I, something here in the chat that I see here from Jeff. So the said, stories are coming. You guys know <laughs> you guys understand, right? That the success or failure of the power play is dependent on opposition. Teams have done their homework and they're game planning to stop the predictable power play. That is exactly why I would switch up exactly. the power play. I don't understand what your point is there. That is, I think everyone's starting to notice Connor McDavid's cross ice passes. They're getting tipped up over the glass. They're getting tipped up out of the zone. Leon can't do a shot. Bouchard's a shin pad assassin sometimes. So for all those reasons is reasons why I would change up the power play. 
I don't know who appreciate, you where you go, but appreciate them helping our point there. Yes. That's great. Just on Bouchard to maybe wrap up this conversation quickly. I think it was, I'm very, how do I word this? There becomes a point, and I think it's becoming evident within his minutes that his mistakes are becoming too crushing to this team. It doesn't matter how much offense he's bringing. When, if you score three points a night, but you put three pucks in your own net, how much does that really even matter? And I think last night, I'm not, look, there's guys all over the ice that are causing problems. This isn't me just ranting on Bouchard, but their fourth goal came from Bouchard pinching way too heavily and like taking that guy down. That is such a predictable play. I think everybody could see what was about to happen. And then there was also that really weird moment where he didn't know if it was a hand pass or a high stake, whatever it was. And then he plays it so softly and it results in Ekholm just being out of position and not like just so kind of flustered, I think is a good way to put it. And then Ekholm has to take a penalty, which Jamal Myers said was a good tripping call, which might've been true, might've been not, but he should have never been in that situation if his partner didn't put him there. Like what, like, I don't know what else you do with Bouchard right now. And you just kind of kind of roll with the punches because he can't play less than 10 minutes a night at five on five. And you can't just have him out there for the power play, but he needs to be better. He needs to think about the game and within the moment. And I, think, I believe it was Jason Strudwick replied to one of Zach's tweets last night about uh, Evan Bouchard and Strudwick essentially said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's like, it's, his, it's moments in certain areas where he's struggling a lot and they're always in the defensive zone. And it's just like, what is it going to take for you to figure this out? Because he's such a, I don't know what else you do. Like you said, they've, re- like I've said, they've reduced his minutes so much. You can't just, the next point is he sits, but you also can't sit him because he's such a good threat in the offensive zone. It's such an awkward situation. The others are in with him right now. Well, and I think that, I think that like that, that, that play where he, where the, the hand pass is clearly there tells me, oh tells me that that's a player that's, that's panicking in his reactions yes. uh-huh. right now. He's not, he's not confident in even, even the most basic movements of, of, as a defenseman. So, but, but again, we come back to this death by a thousand cuts. And if this was the one issue that the Edmonton Oilers had, we had a def- our number one defenseman that needed some help. Yes. Scratching him might be an answer it that we could do be. and it might make headlines for a minute. But if we did that right now, it's going to make headlines for all the wrong reasons because Evan Bouchard is not the only reason the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> are losing hockey games. I, and so, it, so I, I think, I think my piece of hope that I have as much as I don't like him as, as a coaching option, having Paul coffee behind the bench is like, there's probably like three or four guys otherwise that that could expose themselves as a player defensively as much as Paul Coffey did and then be able to recover it. Yeah. That I th- I hope that that they're going to be able to just like have some more conversations going forward with a guy like Evan to just let him calm down and stop making those bad decisions because he just didn't need to play that puck. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Nobody calls him out. No, no decisions are, are have to be made at all there. Instead, he made one where he had to panic. And it's just, yeah, that's when mistakes happen. Honor said in the chat, making coffee an assistant coach isn't going to help Bouchard and Broberg. I think he kind of has helped. Yeah, everybody. Yes. But I, I think it's, can we pull up? I believe it was the fourth goal that, uh, well, not the other score because they only scored three. That Florida score. The lazy one. Dan. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a ton of errors in this goal, but it's, again, it starts with Bouchard making that unnecessary pinch. Uh, it'll go back in a second. But either way, watch Bouchard. Like, why are you turning so that heavily circle? on that? Oh like, God. man, stop hot. So he, he cross checks him there. That's so unnecessary. Everyone's out of position. You should never do that knowing there's nobody behind you but one defenseman. So you expose your play there. I know this stuff with dry saddle on this too, which is lazy. And 100%, they need to be better as a group in this. And everyone's bad. But Bouchard has two opportunities to kill this play. And he fails on both of them. Like this one, like, stop hard and dive in front of that. Put your your face in front of that puck. Every single segment of that, that clip you can you see a it's player bad. that's trying to engage in the play. Yes. He's trying to be a part of that play instead of playing defense. Yes. And it's and that's the piece again where I just I, I it's between the ears for me with Evan. That's fair, and man, because Bush steps up here. He's trying to be a part D-Man of that play. Moves over. They both do, leaves the guy exposed. Yeah. 
Oh shit. There he is. Oh, yeah. And he's coming hey, in. It's all help. He's looking at the puck. He's looking at puck. He's trying to get puck there. If he got the puck there, we're not worried about this, but it misses him. And it's just a guy that is just, again, I feel like he's just trying to make that action play so that he can't be like, I did nothing here. I tried something. I don't know. It's, it's frustrating to watch as a fan. I, I, it totally is. And frustrating to talk about it every night. <laughs> we're, we're obviously, we talk about it every day, so I don't want to pile on the guy too much. I think he's, He's just in a slump right now. We've actually seen him play really, really. (laughs) We've seen him play really, really well, and I think once he gets out of it, he's going to be fine. Of course, he will. Never ever going to be a stud defenseman. We just need him to be average. We said this all about Evander Kane two weeks ago. I'll just keep harping on it. Like we keep watching these players rise out of this crap, and we're like, oh yeah, but we need more of you to rise out of this crap. (laughs) Well, it's going to keep happening. These guys are going to. I still believe in Bouchard because straight up, we watched him do this last season. Like less than a year ago, we yes. saw him pull himself out of it. Jay, every time, was on here trying to trade him. Starts turning around. So I do believe in Boosh. You just got to... And they got to go on that roadie. And I mean this when I say, like, Biz talks about it. Roseville talks about it. They got to go hit the bar. Trust falls. Go. Trust falls every night. Get yeah. a private room at some club somewhere and just have a night. Turn off your brains. Have some beers. Surprise! Stop trust balls. thinking so much, and then yeah, it's, there you go. There's, we should uh, try that too. <laughs> there's a lot of comments here in the Finnica YouTube chat on uh, Evan Bouchard. Maynard said he's not slumping; he's a bad defenseman. Salty Dylan said, "I'm in full-on pylon mode." Steve <laughs> said he's playing too many minutes. Kind of discuss that a little bit, Steve. Uh, growing pain. Someone had, I think it was Davin said too, but one of the guy quickly before we move on to the next part of, of this 30 minute recap. We've done on the game. <laughs> uh, Calvin Pickett played his first game since 2021. We discussed it on ONR. I think it's fair to say he was good, but not good enough. But also for a guy that hasn't played in the NHL for almost two years, had 16 days off in the America uh, from his last game in the American league. He did a, he did a good enough job and he gave you others an opportunity to win. It was Euler's lack of commitment in front of him and, and bad luck too, which resulted in the others losing this game, not Pickard. Welcome to the Edmonton Oilers defensive <laughs> yes. experience. It's a, it's a hell of a show. He got to, he got to have some fun. He, he started out the game really well as, as Oilers yep. goalies tend to be yep. doing recently. Um, but yeah, man, like that Florida offense just comes in waves. The shots just never stop coming. There's plays where the defense breaks it down and then, oh shit, there's the third and fourth guy. And then they get an opportunity out of it. So, I mean, that's a good Florida Panthers team. Calvin Pickard gave the Edmonton Oilers a chance to win that hockey game by making enough saves to keep them within one. But he didn't do it. I think once again, it's like he played as good as yeah. I expected him to. That second one on Mikola or whatever, that uh, one crushed my soul because he absolutely needed that yeah. one. But later in the game, there was several opportunities that the Panthers could have put that away. Did a good job. He kept us in it. That's all you can ask. Once again, did you expect Calvin Pickard to come in and save us? Exactly. I know some people in the chat did when I said, do not get your expectations up like that. That's just what he is. And let's go back to Stu. Let's go back uh, yeah, to Stu. That's, he's our starter for now. Moving on. <laughs> we have uh, oh, the Finning Cat right there. Black Friday sales, by the way. That's right. Scan that code that way. Guys, yep. you can get straight to the website and find the deals. Great deals over there at Finning Cat if you're in, into that kind they of They have stuff. a new deal every day of the week. And then I believe those deals stay live for the rest of the week and whatnot. So there you go. Well, on now. Now I can just point up and he's right there. Uh, the Sherwood Ford giant question of the show, Dan. Whoa. Before we move on to a couple other things outside of the Edmonton Oilers. Will the Oilers make the playoffs? <laughs> I wow. know that was such a loaded question. Before we started this episode, you promised I wasn't going to be put on the spot. Yeah, I did. I might have to go back to Halifax after this to lick my Great. wounds. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yes, the Edmonton Oilers are going to make the playoffs. I like, I just, yeah, I, I read all yeah. the clips where everybody tells me that they have to win more than the Boston Bruins won last year <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, they've lost a bunch to start this season. So like this team goes through this almost every year since 2019, we've had a, a December or a January to forget. And so until we hit that December or January to forget, I'm not, we're not out of it by any means is the damn slope way steeper than I ever wanted it to be. Of course. Yes. But 
Yeah, I think the Edmonton Oilers make it. Are you worried about that American Thanksgiving timeline, which is literally two days from now? And the, yeah. And the Oilers will not be in the playoffs. We can turn it around with a win against Carolina. No, I, I, <laughs> I like I, I've read that. It, it is pretty true. It does ring true. But everybody's going to point to the St. Louis Blues as the the counterpoint to that. We have yeah. we have to go out and get Jordan Bennington and everything will be fine. But no, I I there's so many there's so many games left to be played. There's so many injuries to happen. There's so many things around this league. We've got teams that are way up there that nobody expected. The Boston Bruins have it. Have they lost a game in regulation yet? Maybe one I now? One or two, yeah, like, whatever. Who who could have predicted that kind of nonsense? So I there's just there's so much left to be Left to be determined yet. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think they obviously still have a great chance to make the playoffs. What are we, 20 games in? Maybe yeah. not even that. If they go on a bit of a losing streak here, mm-hmm. then they're toast. Yeah, of course. But... Again, I said it yesterday. They're three and two in the last five. If they win again tomorrow, they're four and two in the last six. There's a long way to go. And they can get this together. It's about 10 game, 10 games, right? How did you mm-hmm. do in this one? How did you do in that one? Last season at 20 game point, the others were 500. And they were out of the playoffs at American Thanksgiving. I remember Tyler was sat right here. But he was sat right there where the chair used to be. Ah. And he said the others were out. I said, oh, I beg to differ. I don't know, though. The problem is obviously that people are looking at is that there's a lot of flaws. There's a ton yeah. of flaws. There's obviously and I've errors. seen nothing that for me to think that they're going they're to change, change any of these flaws. So that's the biggest question mark, isn't it? Like I saw you, you brought up like the else. St. Louis Blues thing. I saw what Biz and Wit they were tweeting, and Biz was like, "I love the others fans, whatever." I'm getting 2019 St. Louis Blues vibes, and then uh, Wit yeah. Dog tweets, that's- he goes, "You're right." Petrangelo, Pareko, Dunn, Bowmeister, Edmondson, Bortuzzo, Gunnarsson really reminds me of the oil. And I was like, man, that made way too much sense for me to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get St. Louis Blues vibes from this team right now. Not yet. They, Not we yet. need to practice. We need to practice fight first. There you go. The uh, new, practice. Nuge Lover said <laughs> that previous 10 games have been significantly better than the first five or so, which is encouraging. Exactly. Like they've had a good stretch here. These moments within the games where they look unbelievable. We saw it yesterday, but just multiple brain farts throughout the game are crushing this team at crucial times. Michael said, get a new coach. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, uh, maybe. We tried that yet? <laughs> I floated the idea when we were down three to one against the Kraken. You know, I'm just saying, <laughs> a new coaching change could change things. Last, mid-game. last thing before we uh, completely move on from the game in general, because I want to talk about this new international hockey tournament. I want to talk about some hockey fights with you since you run hockey fights. I'm going to get to our, that way wrap too. Your Blue Cross moment of the game. Shout out to Blue Cross for helping us with our nation vacations this year. The boys had a great time and girls, sorry, in Seattle. We've got obviously the Arizona trip coming up in February. 
February 18th and 20th, I believe it is, isn't it? Yep. Yep. The Mullet Arena. Flights Hotel. Dan, are you hockey. coming? Christopher Palmer asked. I am not going to be there, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's a good one to be at. Though. It's going to be a heck of a time. I was yeah. able to still be a part of some of the setup of this. Right. And you guys are going to have an absolute blast there. And you know what? The Coyotes are fun. The Coyotes organization, they like to have fun. That's and I think good. you guys are going to have a blast. I've heard the day. den, whatever. That's Mullet Arena, it's the gonna den. Be, it's going to yeah, be a blast. It's going to be a good time. Liam, you'll be there. I'll be there. We'll be there. Come on, Hank. They have Crown Royal in Arizona, right? Confirms. <laughs> um, <laughs> so your Blue Cross moment of the game, Dan, from last night. Well, it doesn't me, have to be just an Oilers thing, too. For me, it was <laughs> subtle. It was, uh, I think it was in the second period. Connor Brown got absolutely lit up by Nick Cousins. Nick Cousins smacked him around, and Brown got up, and they got into each other's face. Yeah, and I Cousins thought Cousins wanted to fight. I thought I was going to be clipping a fight for sure. He did get uh, one. Did get one <laughs> later on, but not those two guys, uh, because. What happened there is exactly what I think should happen. Adam Ernie went out, took that number and said to himself that he was going to get him later. It just so happened. It happened on the exact same shift. Cousin gets the puck after engaging with Connor Brown and trying to, to muck it around with him. He gets the puck and Ernie just comes over and smacks him. And the Oilers to a person gave him a couple of chirps as he went off the ice. And that was it. It was dispatched of and ended with. So Adam Ernie, a guy that takes a lot of flack on a lot of our shows, what, he's, <laughs> he's going to get my, uh, uh, my moment of the day. I, I am never ashamed to go back on my word and say when I was wrong. I don't think I'm wrong on Adam Ernie. one shift. I don't think I'm wrong on Adam Ernie, but I do appreciate the fact that he's trying to establish a role within this team for himself and make a career Don't again in the NHL. And last two or three games, he's done a good job. I, I didn't love the elbow on Belmar, but I think you said it on no one. It's like, it's good to see someone do something like that and try and make this team tough to play against, which is a big positive. And Hey, if Adam Ernie can, can stay in that role, then he deserves to be in the team. I just still don't think they should have signed him, but there's not a spot for anybody else on this lineup right That's now. It. I don't think Lavoie can be in this team at the moment because they're refusing to use him in the top nine. Mm-hmm. So just use Adam Ernie. Ball goal is not ready. You Had need guys injured. like Adam Ernie. Yeah. You not do. in every game thing. It's also Sam Gagne's slow. So he needs a game off. Okay, you give some Ernie. You got to go back and forth with that. My Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game, I said it last night and I said it earlier, it was Vinny on auto shit. I haven't yeah. seen a guy drop his gloves and get them off his hands quite as fast as that in quite a while. And he was ready to get in that fight immediately. What a fight. It was exhausting to watch. <laughs> and then I said the visual afterwards of him in there, no bucket, ice in his hand, no tooth. That's a hockey player right there. I love Vinny. After he pulled out Arbor Jacki's shoulder out of the socket, <laughs> I I was surprised. I'm surprised that people are still willing to go with him. But yeah, the temperature was rising. You said it earlier, Liam. The referees lost the plot real early on in this game, and and so you have to come in and 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 lay down the law. He grabbed a guy that's a little bit smaller than him, probably wouldn't have accepted that fight if he was given the, you know, the opportunity to go back and redo things. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, sometimes you just need to be able to set that tone because the referees lost the plot. They did. Um, I sure would. F- uh, yeah. Sh- Blue Cross. My Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game has to be McDavid's two goals, right? Like that first one he got was just nuts to see him score from that angle. I, I'm not even sure why he shot the puck, but I'm glad he did. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, going in on his shootout goal and just being Bobrovsky so bad that Bobrovsky had no idea where the puck went. Crazy stuff from Connor McDavid. This, for me, <laughs> was probably his most impactful game of the season. Is that fair to say? Oh, easily. And I think that that's, we've been clamoring for these, these kinds of games and it's just frustrating again that we wasted that moment. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, moving along Dan, there's a couple of things I want to get to. Uh, oh, here's the penalty shot now coming in. Connor McDavid, the slow and steady wins the race. And then wow, you mentioned it, but the visual there of Bobrovsky looking for the puck. That was just hilarious. Yeah. Um, Dan, you obviously run hockey fights. So I'd like to discuss that a little bit with you. Yes. How are things? Things are great. <laughs> business? Business is awesome. <laughs> Brand new website uh, for people to come and check out. Uh, but yeah, fighting is uh, fighting is a, a, an interesting part of the game to be able to talk about all the time. Yeah. Uh, 
Handshake Lime Respect said, Vinny picked on a way smaller guy in mm-hmm. comparison. What I would say is that guy came in and basically cross-checked Vincent Dayane, right? Also, everybody's smaller. Yeah, that's that's, exactly. that's, exactly that's, 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 that's to a tough thing to put on Vinny Dayharnay to go and find a person that's bigger yeah, than him in the league. That's why you have big guys Jara doesn't exist but, anymore. But to that commenter's point, the Florida Panthers were fucking around and they found out. And yeah. that's uh, like, you can't, you can't go around and run guys after the play. You can't go around and punch guys in the brainstem and not expect it to come to fruition oh, somewhere else. afterwards. Me off. The fact that I know Kane, that happened after, but yeah, yeah. But the fact that Kane got a penalty in the first period for just the slight punch on Kachuk should have been a penalty. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it shouldn't have been. It was mm-hmm. stupid by Kane. But then later on in the game, when things ain't heated, you don't just take, Sam Bennett out of the pile and say, no, you're the one going to the box for an yeah. extra two. But punching Hyman in the back of that when he ripped off his helmet too. Mm-hmm. That just didn't make sense. Can you guys explain that to me? What and how? It doesn't make it sense. Kane got 10 Kane, minutes. Kane, Kane got the 10. The saying whatever he did on the bench. They never really addressed. We can't explain it to you because the referees it. are not accountable for their own decisions and don't have to answer to anybody. So we only have to assume, and that's what the broadcast did actually last night, and they assumed it was Hyman that took the misconduct. Yeah. I think, and I believe, referees don't have to necessarily answer questions, but they could put a statement out after the game that explains the infractions like that where we don't have any idea what was said or not. I still have no idea. Because I'd like to be able to say, shame on you, Evander. You shouldn't have said that if that's the case. But I think that the reality is, is Evander said something about the referee and it hurt his feelings. Um, The guy who Vincent Dejane fought is six foot two, by the way. So not exactly a small human being, yeah. but he looks smaller next to Vinny DeHarnay. So I understand that Me sentiment, too. but you know what? The reality is the Florida Panthers didn't have to go out and do all the shit that they did after the whistle. And then that doesn't happen. Yeah. Vinny DeHarnay isn't pissed off to the point where he wants to grab a guy that's smaller than him. Uh, we're currently saying it's 79 likes and Dan has said Halifax 200 times already. So Halifax, we can Halifax get those up there. Thank you everyone for watching. We can't turn it off until it hits 200. So yes. about well, that. We, yeah. It's a party in the minutes. office today and I'm just watching everybody over here is eating sandwiches. And they're uh, looking they're, they keep peeking in, but they yeah. make sure that they have a sandwich mid bite every time they peek. <laughs> hey Dan, in. you're with the boys today. Okay. You're I am. I am with Dan, the boys. Who, who do you think the best fire in the NHL is right now? I, Great question. I, have, I have two names okay. that I think are one and two, and I think one of them is very underrated. I think the underrated one is Tanner Janot. Underrated? Okay. Yeah. It, well, I think in comparison, when you look at, like, everybody talks about Arthur Jack guy, yeah, and then Ryan Reeves, yep. whoever else it may be, Blue no one talks about Janot. But he, I'm pretty sure he beat Jack guy in a fight this year, or yep. Reeves or someone like that. So I think he's pretty underrated. Yeah. I think I think the problem with Jano, the Jano issue is, is that he came out like gangbusters in his yes. rookie year, and it tapered off last season. That trade to Tampa seems to have completely removed the fighting element from his now game. He's going to be a three, and I think they all came in like six games. Yeah. It, meanwhile, Austin Watson has like six. Yeah. So it, there's there's an element to his game that I think that Tampa Bay likes his skill more than than Nashville maybe like the sandpaper. Uh, but I like that pick. It's a great pick. You you were going to say Nick Delorier. Delorier. I think he's number one. Delorier is that number one right now. He's he's the guy that that just is willing to go and fight with literally anybody. And he's of that weight class where he can go with anyone. It's not it's he's not very, a Ryan Reeves element where Reeves has to have a willing combatant to be able to to be able to match up against him now. Is Reeves overrated? No, I think that the issue for Reeves, sorry, I kicked your, uh, your laptop there. Uh, <laughs> the issue for Reeves is twofold. First of all, Reeves is, is a heavyweight living in a middleweight NHL world. kind of world. So there's nobody, he's the top of the pile and there's nobody that can really even come to his weight class. So you get comments like we did about Vinny De Harnay, where he's going up against the guys that are smaller than him and all that. Second of all, Reeves is a guy that has an opinion about everything and, and, we're putting the microphone in front of him now in Toronto and he's given it about everything. Yeah. And I love that, but I don't think some people do. Some people don't want to hear from that fourth line grinder. And, and that's the kind of the, the yeah. downfall that, that Reeves has. Whereas Delorier is still a serviceable guy on your team. Yeah. 
He's, he's not getting healthy. He's eating that six, seven minutes of of your ice time. You see that with Ross Johnson. Ross Johnson, I think, is my pick he's for tough. the for the toughest guy in the league. Again, a guy that is probably just that extra weight class too high to be able to fight the Deloriers of the world Didn't consistently. They fight but season? they did, yeah, but not consistently. I, right, you're not going to see a the the old days of Pro Probert versus Domi round one, round two, round three, round four. You just don't get that anymore with those guys. So yeah. Uh, Jake Lime respect said Reeves would dust Vinny. Yes, he would. Probably, Correct. Yeah. Ryan Reeves is a fighter. Vincent DeHarnay is a hockey player that can fight. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's, that's, that's the that's difference. Great, great that's the difference between the two of them. And I, I, you know, as a guy that runs hockey fights, I love Reeves, and I'll and I'll fight to tooth and to, to death to have that guy be able to stay in this league. But the, I don't want to get off topic, but I want to pick your brain just on Reeves. Yes. The Marshawn thing when he messed up whatever guy was on the Leafs and he like hit his knee or whatever in, uh, in, in the boards there. Timothy Lindgren. Yeah, yeah, Lindgren. So Reeves took a lot of crap because he didn't go fight him afterwards and whatnot. He said he didn't have a shift against him. So like, yeah, I get it. Also don't. I'm like, I don't know. I turn to my coach and be like, I'll beat your ass if you don't yeah. let me out there. In <laughs> so, that case, where do you come out on that? So for me, it's, it's twofold. Reeves is, what is Reeves going to really do in that situation to Brad Marchand where he doesn't look like the absolute monster mm-hmm. for doing it? And so Marchand is Marchand and the Bruins are the same ilk as the Panthers. They're going to go out and they're going to stir it up with you just to that line. And they're not going to go over it because if they do, then the media goes after them. But you as a team, you just have to ignore that shit. And I, like... I don't know. It's tough because Marshawn is a really small guy and he plays the victim really, really well. And so Reeves was in a real no win situation there. There's other guys on the team that can also fight. You Bert, don't have Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi, Domi, them all likely to get minutes. <laughs> and so that, yeah. and so that was my part was we, they, the Toronto media, God love them. They're, they understand that Reeves is going to give them the soundbite that they need. So they put the microphone in front of him, but why the hell weren't they asking the other guys the exact yeah. same question? Warren, uh, what's his name? The kid that scored the goal that, that, they didn't call the penalty on last night. The Panthers player that tucked the puck in the net after oh, the whistle. Uh, yeah, no, Warren Vogel comes out and face rubs that guy. Warren Vogel is not our tough no. guy. Why isn't Darnell Nurse doing that? No, because it's, it's point, anybody on the it. team can do it. Anybody on the team can grab Marshawn and say, she don't do it. I, yeah, that's a good point. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that you're going to continue to see this for Ryan Reeves as the season rolls on. Toronto media is going to keep putting the microphone in front of him and he's going to keep giving them answers and it's going to keep upsetting people. And the cycle is just going to continue. Uh, quickly. I want to talk about the new international yes. hockey tournament that's going to happen. Our best on best tournament, the, the world cup best on best, right? Um, so what is it? Is the U S Canada, Finland and Sweden. Will that's, compete that's all we need. Whatever this tournament. Never is. heard of, never heard of Leon dry title. <laughs> in is 2025. He? I'm assuming you're not for this, Dan. What are <sighs> your thoughts on the tournament? I guess quickly on mine. I'm glad we have something, yes. but I wish it was better. Yes. At least you tried. Yes. Let's let's put the meme up there. Give them the cake. At least they attempted. The other thing they've learned is you should never try. But it, this <laughs> is frustrating to see. It's it's we've been we've been without a World Cup of hockey now since what twenty what was it twenty sixteen was the North America yeah, Team Euro and and by the way something that was universally panned up until we actually started playing the games. And then everybody else was like, huh, I actually like the North American team. I like this team Europe. It's a kind of a fun, a fun element added to it. And the NHL says, sees that. And now we're going to 14. Yes. Because marketing. I think one thing that the NHL needs to get out of their own way for is the fact of like, yes, there's probably not going to be enough players from Germany who play in the NHL or Slovakia or even France, for example, like yep. wherever it may be, right? But they still have England. good quality players within the league. Like I went through and locked up. It's just a few players. So obviously we know why Russia won't be in this competition. I know there's the the idea going around that like the athletes don't didn't do anything wrong, which is true for the for all of it. But I think the point against Russia being there is the fact that like, that country shouldn't have any national pride right now. And you can't really defend it outside of that. So I think that's fair just to move on from that. I just wanted to address that quickly. But obviously, mm-hmm. guys like Kucherov, Panarin, Vasilevsky, Shosturkin won't be there. You look at Czechia. David Pasternak won't be there. Uh, Horonik won't be there. Thomas Hurdle won't be there. 
Germany, Dreisaitl, Stutzler, Seider, even Norway. Matt Zuccarello is a top 20 scorer in the league every single year. Switzerland, you have Kevin Fiala, Timo Meyer, Roman Yossi, Slovenia. That's not a best on best. Yeah, and it's just Slovenia. There's only Anze Kopitar, yes, but he's still, that's how you grow the game. Austria, they have Marco Rossi. Yes, they'll probably go to this tournament and get beat up, but that's not the point. That's mm-hmm. not the point. And you can also look at a country like Denmark, who have the odd couple of players in there too. Like The NHL needs to get this out of their head that this game needs to expand outside of those four countries. Switzerland, I can't believe they're not involved in this, to be yeah. honest. That's why we need the Olympics so bad so we can see this. And what was it, 2014, I think, when the Winter was, Olympics was in Sochi? And the final was that Russian team they didn't want to call Russia and Germany. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, Germany's might win this whole thing. And it's like, that's really cool. Yes. And now we're missing this with the World Cup. And I understand it's not the same level as like the FIFA World Cup, but it is electric when you see teams like Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Yep. The underdog story is always incredible. And the NHL needs to find that. And that's the only way it's going to grow the game is when they open their eyes and look outside of the NHL. The World Hockey Championships were in Halifax when I was there. And uh, and one of the stories that came out of Halifax was this awesome this awesome fandom out of Latvia. The Latvian yeah, hockey yes. fans traveled to Halifax, took over a bar, and it was unreal, an unreal environment in Halifax. I love to see it. And that's the kind of story yeah, that, cool. that, that the NHL needs to be sinking their teeth into. Sure. Let's come up with some kind of eloquent way to not have Russia there, but have their players there. It's there, there's ways that they could have done it, but instead they go to the lowest common denominator and they have hockey fans like us saying, "Thanks for doing something, you guys, but maybe we could do something more." The um, there's a couple of things that are so ironic with it too. I guess quickly just on Latvia. Do you remember the Olympics? Maybe it would have been the last time the NHL plays that you in, so it would have been 2010, I think. Mm-hmm when that Latvian goalie made like 57 saves or something crazy and yeah. Canada won like two, nothing. And yeah. like, it took him so long. It's like, that's really cool. You see, like if the world juniors can do this every single year, of has having these random countries like Kazakhstan or wherever it may be, then the NHL should be able to figure that out too. And my second point to it is it was only a couple of years ago. The NHL was bragging about how much this game is expanded when Yuri Slavkovsky went first overall and then Simon Nemec went second, both Slovakian players. We will not see those players at this tournament because the NHL doesn't want to market outside of the four major countries. So, And I'm sorry, look at the photo right here. You're telling me you don't want this trap like that right. was electric. This just happened this, just happened this past summer. Latvia got third place yeah. at the tournament. They made it like a national holiday. So cool. They had like relics of Archer Seelofs all over the place. How could you, like, after seeing this, that you could be like, no, let's yep. just do those other ones? Like, are you brain dead? I just, I cannot understand this. And it baffles the mind. There has to be a business answer to this. Yeah, we, we blamed insurance for the Olympics, not getting the, not having the best on best there. There has to be some kind of business answer to this, but you have to be able to throw that aside as a league. Like, you have to figure a way to, to do this again, like you said, Liam, when you're marketing yourself as being this global brand and then you can't come up with some kind yeah. of a tournament. Meanwhile, the NBA has its own tournament running within its league, Today, within its season is starting. Like the NHL isn't playing the in-game <laughs> tournament, which is a good segue into the DoorDash, the menu. Ding dong. DoorDash Nation 25. Dan, have you used it yet? I Liam, have actually. Liam, point up. Uh-oh. Boop, boop. There it is. Nation 25 promo code. First, first order. 25% sent off. Not bad. Uh, the menu for the NHL is there are no games tonight. Uh, Jeff Merrick put out some reasoning oh, behind yeah. it. And Aaron said this perfectly before the show. I don't want to hear your logic. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to him right before being like, explain to me why there are no games. I hate this. Then he sends me this tweet, which explains it very clearly. Yeah. It and I was says, like, get that, get that away. From I me. see I your want, logic and I, I remove it. I want to be angry. That's right. For our podcast listeners, Jeff Merrick said, no NHL games tonight. Here's why. There are only three teams slash buildings available to host a game tonight. Vancouver, Calgary, and Arizona. Canadian teams get sent to the U.S. this week for Thanksgiving Eve slash Black Friday since home games this week are requested by American teams. Arizona did not want to play back-to-back games on Tuesday and Wednesday 
12 teams playing Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So cannot schedule Tuesday. Oh, that was, I say, oh, that would be four games in five nights. Also, four teams who went to Sweden are not available. Okay, the is la- the issue. That is the issue. But that's the NHL screwing it up. Well, but also Why the first line, this? the first line of Arizona did not want to play back-to-back home games. If only you could then remove that Wednesday game, and then you could have an Arizona game on either end, and also, at least it's somebody. When do teams get to say, "I don't want to play back-to-backs"? So well, hey, is that a thing? Not yeah. the teams in Sweden, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Minnesota I, Wild ooh. playing the Leafs back-to-back yeah, with less than twenty-four hours in between games. How is that? Did Detroit play back-to-back too? I think so. They played Ottawa and for the Leafs. Oh yeah, the. Yeah. The NHL that they didn't have to back to weird. The NHL here just like why schedule like global series so close to American Thanksgiving? Yeah. You can't move American Thanksgiving. It's the same time every year. It should be circled on the calendar as like, hey, right here in this red circle is when all our American teams want to play at home or close to home, whatever it may yeah. be. So we have to do this, this, and this. So instead, let's just send four teams to Sweden who then can only play like two games the next week. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't make sense. Again, the NHL is just getting in their own way. The NBA is a full slate tonight. Yep. The NFL has all you watch the game. I didn't watch the game. I was watching another game. I was. I and, had two TVs going. Um. There you go. There's my rant. I want to bring it rant. up though, because Braden asked how are he asked give us the fantasy football update for the Liam Aaron matchup. I lost. Aaron won first place. <laughs> but we'll just so first everybody place never knows, wins the league though. So yeah, regular season doesn't matter as exactly. well while you do exactly. in the playoffs. Exactly. So I'll be winning. Thanks Derek Henry for doing <laughs> literally nothing this week. Uh, <laughs> heading over to Betway. Obviously nothing going on tonight. Like we just ranted about in the NHL, but the Oilers are the underdogs tomorrow against the Carolina Hurricanes, which we will have a full preview of with pregame with Boardsy. Yes. Which sir. will start at four, I think. Tyler will also be on the show tomorrow, and then there will be After Dark, and I believe it is Jay who is joining the After Dark crew tomorrow, right? <laughs> Buddy, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's what the schedule set outside. I know that Jay is going to be joining for pre-gaming with Boardsy on Friday, because that's an early one. That's going to be taking over this mm. show at noon, because we got a one o'clock game. Maybe you'll be there, too. We spend a lot of time with you, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, for Betway tonight, what do you? Oh yeah, I, you like I have nothing. You don't like anything? I didn't really pay attention to the NBA. I'm just frustrated that there's no NHL games tonight. Um, for me in the NBA, if we need a bet, I would. I know you're not a Raptors guy I'm this kind Raptors. of year, but we're playing the Magic, so and it's in season tournament play. Did you see the Raptors court? I no, like I, I like the Raptors They're court. Going full. Full different color scheme it's and we, it's weird, and I didn't like it at first, but I'm starting to now. Uh, I'd probably take the Phoenix Suns over the Portland Trailblazers as go. well. But Liam, we have one other friend to shout out as yes, well. I couldn't find this actually. Sherwood, so. pa- I got it memorized from After Dark and everything. <laughs> Sherwood Power Sports and Marine since 1985. It was previously named Free Spirit and Marine. They're teaming up with our good friends at Sherwood Ford, wow. the Giants, to build a beautiful building in the heart of Sherwood Park. You'll see me and Liam riding our bicycles around there in the Always. summertime. Show pop bike gang. Scoot gang. Let's get scooters. But yeah, they're opening up in February 24. Go check it out. ATVs, pontoon boats, whatever you could possibly think of for outdoor fun. They have it. Shout out Sherwood Power Sports and Marie. Last one we got to talk about. Greta, Edda, Edda. Hey. Who doesn't want to go play some Super Mario Kart on a Tuesday? I'd love to. You can get some great food there. Pizza, what are they? Pizza taquitos. Pizza taquitos. Are fantastic. They are the, the best. Nuggies. They're street nugs. They got a lot of good stuff going on at Greta. So we I got the whole Greta. company here today. Let's go to Greta in the middle yeah. of the day. Wait, <laughs> do the other people have to do stuff? Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> like uh, computers, we're good. There you go. Dan, thank you very much for jumping on with Thanks us. Thanks for having Making me. Your uh, show debut. Are we um, still we're still live though because we're not at 200 likes? Yes. Uh, also, ah, this Dan, is awkward. Um, through everybody here talking in the chat, all they said is they want more Dan. I oh. presented want some Dan on pre-gaming. Wow. Yeah. And every single person in here said yes. <laughs> oh, oh, they want the foot update too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So yeah. If, if you didn't yeah. catch after the class nights, man, it was not my day yesterday. Oh, I had a boy. bad internet connection and Two minutes before we went live, I sliced the hell out of my toe. It's gnarly. It's very deep. 
still powered through, did the whole show with a nice towel of blood underneath me. I did go to the hospital yesterday to go try and get stitches. The line and wait was crazy. I asked the triage nurse, what time would I probably get looked at? It was 1030. She said 5 a.m. at the earliest. I then looked at her and said, can I just super glue this thing back together the old fashioned way? She was like, yeah. So I showed her the picture and video of it. And then my mother is a nurse. I drove over to my mother's, woke her up standing above her bed because she had the like medical glue. Right. And she uh, she fixed me up, cleaned up my cut. I am wearing Crocs today in the office. Silence. I could not get my foot in my shoe this morning, but uh, I'm powering through. Thank you, everyone, for checking in on the foot. There you go. It's all right. I'll live. I'll live. Whatever. Free foot pics from Aaron right now. I uh, put them on the internet last <laughs> night. I let my dogs out. There you go. My feet look good, though. So there you go. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Shout out Short Ford, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta, DoorDash, Sports Closet, Betway, Star Mechanical, Mechanical, and the Finning Cat, YouTube <laughs> Cat, and all of you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Tyler will be on the show tomorrow, so we'll see you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.